Hey, y'all. Welcome back as we continue our hike through the book of James in chapter four. And in chapter four, James is discussing the wisdom that comes from God regarding living in the world, living in the world that is broken and fallen and how to do that. And in verse one, it starts out with, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires that are at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives us grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But if your job is to obey the law, not judge whether it applies to you. God alone, who gave the law, is the judge. He alone has the power to save or destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? I absolutely love that um, verse 11 and 12 in James chapter 4. Um, if what, what James is saying in these chapters is... If we're trying to befriend the world and um, pause to give the world what it's it's asking you to give instead of what God is asking you to bring into the world, we essentially become an enemy of God. That when we're living in the world we live in, we should be set apart from the world and we should kind of stick out, kind of like a sore thumb to the world around us. Our desires show what team we're on and what do we, what we do and what do we want, what the desires are. They reflect God or the world. And if you, if the truly, if the spirit truly is living in me, then how am I living? I should be reflecting the fact that the spirit is alive and living in me and directing my path and directing my choices and directing my decisions. And these passages are really a call to repentance for anything that is in our lives that shouldn't be, anything that's present that needs to be gone. You can tell what you want by what you're praying about. Are you praying for self-centered things, like for your own comfort and peace, or for your ministry to be successful instead of reaching 
the hearts and lives that it needs to reach? Like where, where are our motives? What's motivating us? God desires and wants to be our close, intimate friend. He wants that personal, close, intimate relationship with us. And he wants our submission, our submission to his will to bring him the glory And we should submit to God, even if we don't feel like it. Submission to God is the absolute greatest weapon to the enemy. And sometimes, sometimes we need to just wait on the Lord. We can trust him and we can trust his timing. And sometimes we can fall into like a spiritual amnesia or forgetfulness. And we forget, we get so caught up in the world and daily life and what's going on around us that we can forget who we are supposed to be in Christ. And God calls us to humble ourselves daily before him. And when we submit our wills to God, the enemy will flee from us because we're following God's will and his will is conducting our entire life. We give God full control, which ultimately ends up drawing our hearts nearer to God. And um, God is... He, he's not jealous out of fear, but he's jealous because he wants that personal, intimate, loving relationship with us. And um, and then in verses 11 and 12, which I love about not speaking evil against other people and not judging other people that we're and again, it falls back to that chapter two that we discussed that how we treat people matters. And we need to be very careful that we're treating people equally because we are all the exact same under Christ. We are all um, imperfect people just chasing after God's heart and will. And we just need to continually encourage every single one of us around us, like every person around us to run after and chase the will of God for their lives. So we'll go ahead and continue on in chapter four with verse 13. Look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. So in these verses, um, he's talking about wisdom and planning. And we always say like, oh, we're going to do this tomorrow. Or, oh, we're going to do that next month. Or in Christmas of 2024, we're going to go there or do that. And and it's great to um, have plans, but just make sure if it's God's will. Making sure we're doing all those things that are in God's will. Like it's up to God whether I wake up tomorrow or not. It's not up to me or in my power. And it's just um, to remember who who knows the future other than God. I know nothing. In talking about things as only happening if God allows them or if God wills them, because it's up to God and God's in control. And we need to make sure we humble ourselves and give God the glory for every single thing in our lives. Regardless of what my phone says or what's on my calendar app, God's in control. It's not my phone or the apps that control my life. It's God. So we have to remember and pay attention to who we're listening to and truly make every single day count for God. And 
when in doubt, make sure we're just asking God. And when, even when we're not in doubt, no matter what we're doing, we need to definitely just always humble ourselves before God and, and just prayerfully ask God and make sure that we are in his will and doing what he wants us to do in that day and talking and reaching out to the people that he wants us to reach out to in that day and praying for the people that God puts on our hearts to pray for in that day. Every little thing we do every day should be centered around God and directed by God because he's the one that has ultimate control of our lives every single day, no matter what. And that concludes chapter four in the book of James. I hope you all are having a wonderful day.